Hey guys. There she hey. is. With her perfect doing? background. Like 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 an audition. I went with the blurred background. Um should have done the audition background. <laughs> You know, I'm a professional. What can I say? <laughs> you look great. You look great, by the way, Shazia. I swear to God, you don't even like age. I don't know. I don't. It must be the filter on Zoom. Dude, it's um, been forever, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for jumping on. I know. I know. I just texted you like last minute, but we were like, "Oh, we should get Shazia on." Yeah. And, why haven't I been on? Why you guys been leaving me out? We don't really do guests at all. We just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this This is really it, pretty much. Yeah, you guys need some female injection in there. So here I am. So so just a backstory for our, our fans who watch this. So Locke and I did this web series called DCOC, and Shazi was a huge part of it. She was a star of it. And I'm pretty sure people only watched it <laughs> to see you because some episodes we you like wore bikini. You were totally awesome. You wore like bikinis and you were funny and you were emotional moments. Like you had so many great uh parts in it. So um I appreciated you. Thank you. Yeah, it was so much fun. I think creatively, we all got to just uh, grow and be ourselves and really be actors yeah. the way, you know, we love being actors. So I, I appreciate that opportunity. I really yeah. had such a good time with you guys. I learned how to act on like, uh, you know, like a lot of my acting lessons were just on that show, just having to do it like all the time and like fucking... Um, you know, working with, um, I guess, some of the hiccups that would happen. But, um, man, I didn't know shit back then is all I got to say. <laughs> Thinking back. Uh, yeah, I didn't know how to like act, that, like, Huh? I didn't even know how to, like, I took acting classes, but I think, like, film acting is, like, totally different. Or being in front of a camera. It's, oh, you know what? You can't get it without experience. You have mm -hmm. to do the type of stuff we were doing because, that's the only way to really learn. I don't think all the acting classes in the world could prepare you to be on a set. I I don't. It's just different. No. Creating your own you content and creating your own shows and getting in front of the camera and like you said, learning from all the kinks and mistakes is really the only way to to grow in your craft, I think. So, is there anything that you're doing um uh, I'm just curious. I, I mean, I haven't talked to you in forever. Yeah, you know, I, I talk to Tarun all the time. So, um, is there anything um, like different that you think you're doing now? Like, um, you know, you're on that Disney show and um, like, but in terms of acting or performing, you're like, do you have the at, same mindset? A thousand percent. I'm so different. I actually had to do like this thing where I had to unlearn everything I learned in every single acting class because I had taken so many acting classes in LA and so many different styles. And I had like crazy teachers, some teachers that were mean you know like the mean method i don't know if that's a thing <laughs> just make you feel like you really don't know anything and i had to unlearn everything i learned and go back to when i first started acting why was i going to network why was i testing for tv shows it's because i was just being me and i had no fear i had all the confidence no fear and i was having fun and i wasn't trained and so then yeah. I kind of untrained my mind. And now I just say, screw it. Like every single take I do is a screw it take. Like I do things that aren't even written in the script. I bring in props. They tell us not to use props. I use props. I'm booking. Yeah. I 
Can you tell that Disney story, how you booked that role in the Disney show that you told me on the phone? Okay, so I booked Descendants 4. So Descendants is a huge Disney franchise, and I booked the role of Princess Jasmine. And, you know, I got the sides, and they wanted someone who was theater trained, that was musical, that could sing, dance, and act. And so I took the sides, and... I just made it my own. I mean, I put, I created an environment that was not on the page because it needed to feel real for me. And I sent the audition and they call back and they're like, well, we need to see her doing 60 seconds of singing acapella. And I'm like, I said, I don't sing in the slate, but you know what? If you want to see me sing, then I'm going to sing my way. And I know that everyone must have turned in 60 seconds of singing a Princess Jasmine Aladdin song, right? No, not me. I rapped. <laughs> I yeah. rapped a song that I know how to rap because when I'm in the car singing Shazia's car karaoke, I rap. So I sent in a video of me rapping the song and I NWA, like kill, kill what song, Yeah, what song was it? I'm curious. No, it was Buffalo Stance from Nana Cherry from like the 80s or 90s. Yeah. You know, that's my go to song. And that's me staying true to me and when i'm true to who i am and and all the facets of me it works i mean yeah. i guess that's just yeah, um, yeah yeah um and the reason i even asked this like I, and i'm actually glad you said that because like uh um i like um you know hearing kind of um you know people say similar things to the path I'm on, but like I a hundred percent like threw away everything I used to do back then. It was always just teachers telling you it was dude, all we did in class or all we did, like uh, we just brought in a scene and then just waited for them to say good job. And then if they didn't, we just did whatever they wanted us to correct. But like now I a hundred percent just do whatever I want to do. And I was telling true. I make up shit. Uh, um, you know, you know, props, whatever I want to do. Like, like if I want to shoot the audition and I'm in my car, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to, I'm going to do it in my car today. And, um, I haven't booked more than I have now. Same lesson. Crazy, it, right? I know. And well, cause you stop trying to people, please. I don't care if yeah. the casting director thinks I did this correctly. And I, I just want to fulfill the whole reason I became an actor. It's, it's to tell a story and to have fun. And if I'm not having fun and I'm looking to please someone, it's, I can't do it. I just, it's not, my heart's not in it. And that shows the camera reads that. Yeah. 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 Um, I also want to ask you, Shazia, because you actually, no, without giving your location, you actually moved out of L.A. So Luck and I, we talk about this all the time. We've heard we've heard enough from our, our viewpoint. But like what was I mean, do you feel fulfilled moving out of like the, the energy of Los Angeles? I do personally, I can only speak for myself. I know there's people who thrive on the energy of Los Angeles and being around other creatives. Like I understand that part of it, but for me and where I'm at in my career, I needed to be out of there. I feel so much more grounded. Life is a little bit less stressful. It's slower. I'm not in the rat race, I'm not on that hamster wheel. And I'm still having, I'm probably having better opportunities than I had in the last five years that I was in LA. Everyone's in LA. You're competing with everyone. You know, yeah. it's- But do you think you're having better um, opportunities also? I, and it's not necessarily just because of the location you're in. It's also just because it's 
uh, things have opened up for us, right? Like fucking. Um, oh, Indian people, we're we're we we have opportunities now. It's so, dude. Like it's so. I I, I want to hear your take on it, but um, like it's so you know, cool for me. Like when I get an audition now, like um, I don't expect it to be some goofy Indian dude or some stupid thing anymore. Seriously. Like now, when I get like it's just all different, dude. Like I was um um I just did one for schizophrenic um like like a schizophrenic. Uh, for Chicago Med, I'm like, I've never gotten anything like that ever in like in 20 years of auditioning. Like, because like they see us as people now, right? <laughs> well, it's kind of annoying. I'm a little mad about it because I'm like, where was this 20 yeah. years ago? Like when yeah. I started, it was so stereotypical. I remember testing at network for a Fox show, me and one other actress that I will not, who shall not be named. And in the end, they told my agent, well, Shazia was the better actress, but she just wasn't Indian enough. Well, she's mm -hmm. not Indian enough. What does that mean? They had this stereotype of what they wanted this Indian girl to look like. And it was almost a caricature of an Indian girl uh, instead of I didn't fit that mold. So they, they went with her and I, I found that a lot uh, back then, but now you're absolutely right. We can be, we can be anyone. And it's, it's an exciting time to still but, be in the business, but it's a little bit annoying. I know. No, no. And I was actually talking to Trun about this um, a few episodes ago is like um, the only way that I've made it like, cause, cause I feel the same way. I'm like, man, like to go back, 15 years and to have the type of shit that we're auditioning for now would have been great. But um, the only thing I can say is like the experience we have though, like the right, being able to step in front of a camera, being able to like um, just do the work, being able to just like, um, like um, all the tips and tricks and everything and experience we have. Um, yeah, sure. Like a younger, you know, 21 year old dude might be doing something like, um, you know, he may have had an earlier opportunity, but we can still come in and kill it with the fucking like boom, you know, with the presence. I don't know. True. It, yes, it is exciting. It is exciting. I'm very glad for it. What was your goal initially, like when you went to LA? Because I knew you. Um, I remember I used to live on Sunset. I remember seeing you like on like a huge billboard. Like you were known to me as like a model. You know, I was like, this girl is beautiful. It was that beer then, billboard, right? Like like Modelo or some, or some shit like that. Sports light. Yeah. <laughs> I forget exactly. I remember the billboard. Very, I'm telling my it was like a beer. I remember it was a beer thing or something. Um, no, but Shazia, because, but then I, I, I saw you act and I was like, oh, this girl can actually do comedy very well. Like, was that your initial goal to like just, and I know you did the, the Groundlings, like a comedy improv troupe in LA. Was that your goal when you got Absolutely. to LA? I always wanted to be an actress. I mean, I was voted class clown. Comedy was always my thing. And when I first got into the industry, it was through modeling. That was my, you know, entrance in to get an agent. And I wanted to do like SNL. I wanted to do sketch comedy. That was my dream was to always do that. But I think I got pigeonholed into this modeling pretty girl which was really weird I felt like a little bit of imposter syndrome with that with you know always having to live up to being pretty um and it I think it took me away from my goal it took me away from the comedy and the acting because now I was modeling and I was a successful model you know I, I killed it in the modeling yeah. world <clears throat> but it killed my dream of doing comedy well 
that feeds into something which Luck and I talk about because there's uh, almost like this uh, external appearance of who we are and how people perceive us, which is not how we perceive ourselves. Like I always thought I was like a funny guy, but whenever I auditioned, I actually did better behind the scenes, like in corporate settings, because people saw me as like, oh, this guy looks like an Indian guy who just knows his shit behind the scenes. But I always wanted to be funny, but people didn't perceive me like that, you know? And in terms of luck acting, you know, he was going up against, you can say it, his, his own story of, of your experiences, but there's a difference of how people perceive us and how we, how we interpret ourselves. Who we, right. Yeah. Yeah. So who we are, like, um, do one of the biggest lessons that I learned as an actor, um, this acting teacher I had, like, so, you know, very early on, um, I would get like kind of these lawyer roles and like these FBI tech roles and stuff. And, um, so like when I was get the sides, I would take it into my acting teacher and I'd be like, Oh, you know, let's rehearse this. And I'd uh, you know try to be these guys. Oh, I'm lawyer guy or whatever. Right. And, um, uh, I would try to like, uh, you know, play smart or whatever. And I remember one time my teacher said, he's like, um, you're an educated Indian dude. And he's like, and the thing is, is you come across as that. He's like, when you walk in the room, you just look like, like a professional Indian dude. He's like, you don't need to put any more on it. Right. You don't need to bring sand to the beach. And <laughs> that was the first time I realized, oh, that's my, that's who I am. That's my perception. So as much as I could come in and try to be a goofy guy, it's always going to be professional looking Indian guy trying to be goofy. So when I learn, you know, when we like lean into our thing, um, I mean, look, Seth Rogen plays Seth Rogen. Oh, he's just him all the time. So like, um, but I don't know, you know, maybe I don't know if you had the same thing, Shazia, but like when I was a younger, like I just wanted to play everything. I thought I could do everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a trap. I mean, you could you could do everything, but in your wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. something you you do need to learn and accept. I had someone tell me that too. I went into a general early on in my career and he was like, you don't ever have to play sexy. He's like, you just are. So just open your mouth and say the lines. And that's yeah. it. You don't have to put on the extra. Like, yeah. And that was a huge tip because you know, what's crazy is I didn't even see myself as that. Yeah. Cause that's your essence, right? Like it's, your, it is my essence. Yeah. But when you're a young actor, you don't know what your essence is. You're so confused about what you are and what you think you are. I think it just comes with either really a really good team, a team that's like, hey, listen, this is your wheelhouse. These are your headshots, like a manager or agent that's really guiding you, or you're just going to learn it eventually. And that's why I think, you know, a lot of actors spend they say if you're going to make it, you need to at least put seven years, right? Like of just doing the work, going to auditions, going to classes before you hit it big. Well, I mean, I'm on I'm on year 20 something. <laughs> dude, no, we all are like, which is. But look, um, do you think now, um, uh, uh, you know, like I hate to be like that, uh, you know, um, during our age, but. Um, now, do you think people can break out easier because you could just go on social media, um, you know, do some things and then you're known as the thing guy. And now you're in a movie, you know, it's it's this movie starring the thing guy, like, right, like it could all happen so quick. Oh, yeah, it absolutely can. Yeah, the tools now, it's uh, if we had access to those, I think it could have been a fast forward.
Does that upset you? I'm just curious. <laughs> all of it. What if? <laughs> no, it's, it is all meant to be. You know what? I feel like where I'm at as a person, I'm better suited now to be on a set and give it, you know, my 110% because I really love the craft now. I had a love-hate relationship with it for uh, a When did you start hating? Like, when did you start hating it? If you don't, because... Uh, I did too. I hated it so much. I still hate it a lot. That's why I'm asking. So yeah, I think it's this, it was just getting so close and testing for everything. And it was like producer session after producer session, I'm memorizing and I'm breaking down scripts and I'm not booking. Yeah. And it, you know, and my agents are like, oh, these are all really good signs. You know, casting directors love you. Like they keep calling you in. But I was burnt out because I was like, well, what do they want? I don't know what they wanted. But I, in reality, I needed to, I mean, I hate to sound cliche of like you to find yourself and self-love and all that. But it was my case. I needed to go inside, figure out who I was and be completely confident in that and have faith like what's meant for me won't pass me period so i just have fun no matter what and that's it i think like, i think a lot of artists uh, you you have to get that to that threshold of like yeah. your tolerance uh not just career-wise but just personal life i think that's why you know the age thing is such a you know big deal because uh you just hit these markers in life and then that bleeds back into your auditions or writing and it can elevate your work that's okay. what i found um yeah yeah you know like uh i think about i, I don't know i'm gonna ask like, i guess nobody has to answer this but like um <laughs> um you know back in um there were people you know breaking out obviously when they were younger and stuff but like um um when people break so what I tend to see, um, so people break out younger and stuff now, but th like the quality of, of like, uh, there's a lot of like not good work out there um, as well. Not, I'm not talking about individual people. I'm just talking about like, there's so many shows, so many things that like, um, a lot of it's just like, like um, bad. I don't know. You know, sometimes I think like, um, do you want to be on a bad show? Um uh, you know do people still is it still like oh well you can be seen though but you're on this bad show I don't know if you have any thoughts about that uh, I, don't, I don't know yeah you're right though there's so much more content now that there's bad there's some sloppiness and uh, I think I feel like casting has changed so much like even like the difference between auditioning for a casting director that's more classical back in the day, that's like, you're going to change like to like you, you, they still have certain technical rules they want you to follow where the casting directors of a newer generation are kind of like, they're just waiting for you to bring something creative and they don't care about all the rules. They don't care if you're word perfect. They don't care if you're scene perfect. And so I think uh, as we transition into a more creative um, casting process, I think uh, they haven't fine tuned like, wait, how do we still hold the quality of the actor? Like, how do we how do we tell if they're still a really good actor that they could bring it on set? And that's two. Those are two different things. Being able to bring it in an audition and bring yeah. it on set. They're not the same thing. I th yeah. I th I, I think the uh, the business has changed, like social media and stuff, in terms of more avenues, more content. 
But I think the the old school thing of just getting hot and then that carrying that to the next level, that's still there. Like if you still if you if you're in a hot show, that will propel you to another thing. Like and I think that's the the blueprint for every agent out there. Just get on a show, get them hot, and then throw gas on the fire. And then, yeah. you know, and I think there's more things now, which we didn't have back then. But, you know, honestly, Shazi, I mean, you, you could join TikTok tomorrow and be like the, the hot MILF and OnlyFans, whatever, and you blow up. I swear to God, if you wanted to. No, absolutely. Could, we, we couldn't do that, you know, but that, that is an option. If you yeah, yeah. No, maybe. No, I want to hear your thoughts on it. No, do you know you could, right? Like, and not that you would have to do anything, um, uh, you know, show your booty. You, and we're not saying that, but like you could just go because you're an attractive, uh, you know, woman. You could go on there and do stupid. Like, like you could just even be like, I'm gonna drink a different coffee every morning, and people will be like, oh, amazing. Um, like, so do you ever get drawn into that? Like, I don't know. I don't know how active you are on social media. You don't at all. She's not. I just started my Instagram page like in the fall. Um. That doesn't, that, I don't, uh, that's not fulfilling to me. You know, my booty just isn't that fulfilling to me. <laughs> I want to tell stories. I want to, you know, I want to learn skills. I want to bring richness and depth to a story if I'm in a drama. And I want to bring comedy and laughter into people's lives. I, I like storytelling. Um just showing, you know, being hot isn't enough. That, that's what I struggled with when I fell into the trap of just modeling. Yeah, yeah. And and I see what you're saying, like this time, um, you know, with your love-hate relationship, because I, I have the same, dude, um, I stopped acting for about six uh, six years. Um, uh, just did nothing, just, uh, just uh, only focused on writing. And then I came back during the pandemic. Now that we could put ourselves on tape, you don't have to drive. So I'm like, all right, let me try this with a new attitude. And uh, um, like, uh, so same with you, with this attitude I have, um, I don't want to waste time on stupid stuff. So that's why I was asking is like, um, I don't want to do, um, you know, back in the day I'd get an audition and I just do it. Cause I'd be like, well, it's going to get me this and I'll be seen. And it's good for the, now I'm just like, look, man, uh, that's not for me. I know I, I'm not going to be happy doing it. Um, so yeah, I, 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 um, I like that, you know, that maturity where you're like, I don't even want to mess around with that TikTok bullshit. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not me. Why? I'll create the wrong. It's not what I want. It's not my ultimate goal. Yeah. I mean, since I've known you, Shazia, I think that's the I think that's the appeal of you just on camera, because that comes through like your authenticity because you've never been that person to chase. And I think you. I think you're aware like you could, you know, easily, you know, pivot in different angles, but you've never deviated. You've always been, you know, just um, a funny, I, I know you as a funny person, first of all, like that's how I, like if Thank I was to write a part of you, like that's, that's how I know you, you know, I don't think of you as like, oh, some dumb model. I, I know like you're very talented. So I was so happy to hear that uh, you're working, you know, as a, as an actress. And I hope there's more opportunities. Also, honestly, Shazi, I mean, you can pass for like a Latina easy. Like when I see you, like I see the why old school casting directors didn't put you in like this traditional Indian person because you don't look traditionally Indian. You know, not to say that's not a bad thing, but you could go for uh, many different ethnicities and just pass for a bunch, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, type, 
yeah no no um typings yeah i mean your typing is really important man like um i didn't used to think about it much back then but like now i know like now when i see an audition come across and i'm like yeah dude uh i could do this like i'm gonna you know bring it my all but like you can you know like you know your essence you know um there's some that i just straight up go i know i'm gonna book this like regardless of even if i do a shitty audition uh you're not that i'm trying to but like um yeah and actually yeah Trun's right like you never um you've always been like an artist artist like um you know when i first met you i'm like yeah this girl knows how to act like she's an act she's an actress not like model that's trying to be an actress <laughs> shazi if, if your kid and any of your kids but if your kid tomorrow said i want to be <laughs> an actress tomorrow you know like what would you say would you support that dream going to la like knowing everything you went through because there's they're also very uh, pretty, you know. So, and then you're pretty going, you are pretty. So, I know it's totally different as a girl and uh, just all this Me Too stuff in LA right now. You know, there's so many different factors at play going through those LA channels. Like, what would you say? Uh, that conversation has happened in my household. Athena, my eldest, has asked to act. Um, and I say, absolutely not until you are an adult wow. and you really know you want to do this. I will not put you into this industry. Um, it's, it's an adult world. These children are working in an adult world on, on adult hours with adult expectations of them. And I want to preserve my children's childhood. So, I mean, not to say that, you know, it's all bad, but you can't control it, especially, you know, you got to put them out there. They got to be willing to go to these auditions and get like, take, you know, these, they're going to want to take anything that comes their way, really. And yeah. What age would you say is like, um, it's like a good, like, like, so you mean adult, adult, like 18, 18? Yeah, I think 18. Mm -hmm. Wow. How old were you when you got in? Were you like a child actress or you just got in 18? You know, I, someone had discovered me when I was 14 and my mom, maybe I'm this way because my mom said it to me. My mom was like, absolutely not until you graduate high school. And right when I graduated high school, I started doing commercials. I started getting into acting. Uh, right. So I was 18 as well. And, yeah. and I still experience some really shady stuff. Like in hindsight, I can't believe that I came out unscathed from LA um, without having like a Me Too story or a, wow. a casting couch story or a, anything like that. I I, I don't I, I don't know how I did it, but I, I did it, and I think it's better now. I do think it's better now. Um, I think that it's a more professional world. I think that casting directors are seen with respect and they're able to cast the right person for the job, even if someone wants, you know, whoever. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that I'd put, I'd want my daughter in it. Yeah. Yeah. I just hung out with my, uh, my niece, she's nine and she's so innocent and uh, you know, I don't have kids, but I was, I can see the absolute love and just purity, which Whenever I go to LA, that's the one thing that kind of bothers me. Like you just can't, um, you go to a coffee shop and everyone's just like out to like level up. And there's a thing out there which just is consuming.
it the really competitiveness. It, you, you don't know that you're in it and you're participating in it until you leave it and you're like wait what is that heaviness that's not on me anymore and it's like oh it was that weird LA like level up thing like you said of like everyone's chasing a dream and you don't know who is really your friend because of who you are or who's trying to it, it's just it's a little chaotic and yeah it's listen I and I have a love-hate relationship with LA I think there's a lot of great yeah. things in LA you know what I mean like there's beauty there's art there's creativity there's like the groundlings the this the communities of actors that are good like they're super supportive like I think it, there's something to be said about going there but if you are not thriving there yeah must take a break you should try another market yeah you got to find your like like thing you know like true and i were talking about this is like um i kicked around from all that like all that stuff too like groundlings um performed a lot at um ios and second city and like each place was different and um, I used to have like extreme anxiety at each place for different reasons, you know, like at Groundlings, I'd be like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm uh, um, I'm not as good as like, um, you know, this guy at Characters and I'll never be on Saturday Night Live because I'm not as good as this guy. And then you go to another place and you're like, oh, I'm not as good as improv as this guy. But like um, it took me a long time to realize I don't want any of those things, actually. I um, I didn't want to be on Saturday Night Live. I mean, I thought I did because everyone said, don't you want to be on Saturday Night Live? So um yeah like um finding your group um and being comfortable and confident with who you are is like uh you can't really teach that that's just uh experience and um that's what i wish like um yeah you know how you were saying like i wish uh you know like in a way we could go back and have the opportunities we have now back then like what i just wish i was like confident back then as i am now you know it's but, true yeah, that we weren't people pleasing and we were just self pleasing for our craft and, and what we love. I think that is the key. Because you feels though, I kind of feel like I would have like self imploded if I was like successful. Honestly, like I would have been like trying to bang every girl under the sun. I would have like, you know, yeah, you, yeah. I would have gone nuts. Like, honestly. Um, so maybe it's a good thing, you know, like. Oh, you know, totally. What is that? What is that quote? God delays, whatever the hell. I don't even know what that is. No, yeah. dude, you're a responsible guy, dude. You wouldn't have like gone. No, man. Me. I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> I don't trust myself. Like I think power corrupts, corrupts absolutely. You're in that Machiavellian quote. And yeah. um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like maybe it's, I would have obviously, I'd love to have made it when I was in my, when I was 25, just to avoid, just so my, just so my uh, mom could see me be successful for that reason alone. But um. I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm a better artist now um, and maybe, but I, I do think everybody deserves to have at least touched the rainbow, you know, like, cause some people go through life without even experiencing. Yeah. And then I also tell luck the stuff that we've done. I mean, we, we have been successful. I mean, Lux on so many shows you, yeah. you're, you've done so much, you know, I've been able to live my dream in many, many versions of it. So, you know, who's to say it's all perspective, right? Oh, it totally is. I mean, I'm in the middle of America and the stuff that I'm done, I've done, people are like, oh my gosh, you're like a celebrity. Like, what do you mean you've done all these print ads and commercials? And, you know, they still can't believe it. And in 
LA, when everyone's doing it, you can really take it for granted and you don't realize what a big deal all of that really is, was, and will be for your legacy and your family's legacy. Do you, um, uh, so what you just said just made me think of something that that we've talked, that Trun and I have talked a lot about, but like uh, this confidence of like, um, so like um, I just tend, um, I think it's just because how I was raised, like being a very conservative Indian guy, immigrant, uh, raised in Orange County. Like um, I just don't like um, I play too humble a lot. And in this business, like um, a lot of the people that you see just zoom out, like from the beginning or uh, even later is just people who uh, kind of exaggerate a little bit, bigger personalities, don't play too humble. You know what I mean? Like, um, um, do you ever, um, cause you know, you were talking about like, um, how, you know, where you are now, you're meeting people and they're like, oh my God, you know, you've done this thing, a print ad, whatever. Like me, I would always try to downplay it and go, oh, it was just a super, it's a silly little ad. So I, I don't know, like now do you have, because, um, there's a right way to do that too. There's a right way to play yourself up and sell yourself and get people to notice, uh, uh playing humble all the time isn't good. But I realized no, because I think it manifests what you speak and what you say literally has energy. I fully believe that I believe in the power of prayer, if you will, or what comes out of your mouth energetically creates your environment. And so when you're like, oh, it's just a small part or, oh, it's just a pin. I'm not going to tell anyone that I'm pinned for this show, or I'm not going to tell anyone I'm coming out in this commercial. You are telling the universe that you don't really want it. You you're not really grateful for it. You're not excited about it. And, and that then creates that energy around you. And so I shifted that recently where I was like, I'm posting my pin. Hey, I just got pinned for this and I'm celebrating it because that's an accomplishment to me. And I want, I feel good about it. I'm going to let people know, especially the people that I care about. I used to not tell anybody anything like that to be humble. That doesn't, shift your environment that humble mentality and i'm not saying you need to be up in people's faces or rubbing anything Mm -hmm. in anyone's face but you know just say it out loud like i'm grateful like i wake up in the morning and i say it out loud i'm so grateful for today good things are going to happen and what's meant for me will not pass me by i will just honor well and what i need to do and be today and you know, kindness over everything and and, ha- and enjoying life. Like I said, if I'm not enjoying life, I'm not doing it. If, I, if I'm not going to enjoy that audition, I'm going to turn it down. It's, it doesn't fulfill me. Wow, you're in a much better place than I am. Jeez. I definitely <laughs> don't do that when I wake up in the morning. I'm thinking, God, hope I make it through the day. <laughs> Literally what I think. But I'll kill myself for I turn 65. Um, Jeez, man. <laughs> no, I'm telling you honestly, but good for you. I know, I know, I know. But you've always been like that. You've, you've always found a way to spin the uh, negative into a positive, but your life's great. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, life is what you make it. Difficult oh. things come my way, obviously. And, and, and like, I mean, I took 10 years off from the industry. I was like, nope. And then I got this random little small audition for this Christian movie in like 2012. I was in between having babies and 
I was like, oh, I'll go in for a small part because I just need to fulfill something in me that like says like I need to act. And so I went out for this small part and they brought me back and they said, we want you to read for the lead. And I did this Christian film back then. And uh, being in that environment where everyone was so prayerful and mindful yeah. and kind and positive, And it was like a good way to kind of be like, oh, wait, I really do love this. I really love it. And working with you guys, it was the same. Everybody was so supportive and encouraging of creative ideas. And I mean, Tharun, you let me do whatever I wanted a lot of the times. Like, it was just, yeah. uh, and that's when you're like, wait, I really love this. This is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to be grateful about it. Yeah, well, I tell the same thing to Luck, which I tell to you, you know, like, I tell Luck, just keep auditioning, because I feel like in my eyes, it's a matter of time before you guys book something and you guys are working. You just got to, it's that right alignment, right? Of just the right. Yeah. yeah. I have absolutely no, uh, you know, like Shazia is saying, I 100% absolutely believe that I, I that I control the universe and my thoughts and every day, um, every day I'm like a magnet and you know, what I want is just coming closer. It's amazing. It is. And when you, when you start to realize that that you have that control over your own life, it, it really shifts things and it shifts the your negative talk. And, and even like toxic people, like you don't have any room for them anymore. Like it has to be good. And, and, and that's not to say that bad things aren't going to happen, but it's how you respond to them now. That's different. Cause you were always kind of a, uh, you know, connected to spirituality um, um, even way back in the day. So what, um, yeah, what's different now? I think that I've given up the control. Um, like I can't control you. I can't control that. I, whatever I cannot control, yeah. I don't fight it. You know, it, it, I don't um, linger on it. I don't dwell on it. I don't, it, I let it go. I, if I can't control it, it, it's not mine to control. Like, like the decision of a casting director. I don't sit and wait for someone to respond to my audition. I'm not looking for feedback. I'm not, you know, it, it's just, I give it to a higher power. And so. Yeah, your expectations, right? Um, yeah, which is like, I guess goes hand in hand with like, you have confidence in yourself like uh, cool i did this audition um i don't need to like um you know like it'd be nice if i get pinned or whatever but i don't need the pat on the back because i know that the work i did is reflective of you know like what i'm capable of so yeah um interesting see like um, i i hear what you guys are saying but also like <laughs> sometimes i think oh you know what the universe is guiding me but if i don't make moves or strong actions then nothing happens and i think sometimes i'll be too i guess fatalistic and say well if this was really meant for me this would happen by now and then if but if i use my network or contacts for me for comedy like getting like these clubs out here in florida like if i call my friends they can get me in but i'm like well you know they saw me if they liked me they would have booked me you know so like sometimes the spirituality thing gets in my way sometimes you know i've got to be like I'm in control of my career, even though you I got to push. Yeah. Yeah. You got to push a little bit, right? You always got to push. Um, the things you are in control of, you must control and you must take the step towards it. But the things you can't control, you can't, you got to let them go. What's yeah. the point? Yeah. Like ruminating over like 
Dude, because, like, I find myself doing this all the time, too. Like, um, I had an audition recently, like, that I'm like, dude, I really want to do this one. Um, and, you know, usually I just do the audition and just send it out. But this one, like, I just kept thinking about it over and over. And, you know, then going back to check the date and saying, oh, is it, well, it should be filming this week, but maybe they'll. And I'm like, dude, I'm doing it again. Yeah. Like, this is why I quit. This is why I quit. Do you ever audition for that show, Nevermind Nirvana? Did I talk to you about oh, that? Dude, <laughs> dude, what a that? terrible experience that was. Shazza, did you audition for that show? No, I, I must have been on my hiatus. Oh, it, it was like like the first like yep. Indian sitcom or something. Dude, I really thought, I was like, this is meant for me. And I went like all, I went like, like five different acting coaches and everything. And like, Dude, I remember, I remember. I was like, How that was, was a long time me? ago. And I might have auditioned for that. It was like, yeah, over a decade ago, for sure. But I remember thinking, I was like, this is definitely meant for me. And then I didn't get a call back. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, my audition was so good. How How is it not meant for me? And, you know, you, but you have to go through the little failures, not failures, oh, but just yeah. like, uh, things that you don't, uh, things that you want that are not meant for you. But those make you stronger. And I think they make you better in hindsight. You know, I mean, I was up for American Dreams for the role of Shazi, <laughs> like this Middle Eastern you know, Indian girl who's in this comedy. I was like, it's comedy. Her name is Shazi. And I did go to the director session and I didn't get it. I, I thought for sure, this is me. This is my part. The guy who was playing my brother that my scene was with, I just shot a short with him. It's like, I'm getting this. I'm testing wow. for it. I didn't get it. So it, it wasn't meant for me. I think uh, like, Darren said, like, I think maybe if I would have made it back then, my life would not be where it is now. And maybe my children wouldn't exist and I wouldn't be in this marriage. And it was all supposed to be that way because I really love where I'm at now. This raises a bigger question as we're talking about this, of all the shit Indian projects that have been out there. Like, what is American Dreams? Never mind Nirvana. Like, what, what kind of... <laughs> useless shows are these you know even today like i'm sorry but like these indian shows that come out like they're terrible and it's like who's writing this shit like you would think they'd find <laughs> some like good writers to make this thing you know i'm like i just can't believe like i know we're like gunning for these spots or when i was acting but i think it starts with the content you know like at least make some good work let's make some good work and, and not be stereotypical right like maybe we need like an indian western we're like the three of us ride horses and like oh, it's like geez. Yellowstone, but like Pila Patar. Pila Patar is that Yellowstone? <laughs> Pila Patar, yeah. Pila Patar, huh? Yeah. That's... You know Pila Patar. <laughs> yeah, dude. Right, Yellowstone. Name the show. Yellow Good Rock. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you from? Are you from Orange County? You are, right? You didn't you grow up in? You grew up in Orange I County. I grew up in Glendora and then Rancho Cucamonga. So Inland Empire, and then like, I don't know what Glendora is, Sierra Madre, San Gabriel. San Bernardino. Yeah, San, I don't know. I.E. Um, Southern California. A, okay, yeah. okay. I was in a dance crew in Southern California in the raver days. So, and it, I was in a <laughs> dance crew called Latin Desire. Latin, I can see that. Latin Desire. Latin Desire. I mean, I wasn't Latin, <laughs> but we would like go to all these house parties and raves and have dance offs. So, what about like the import show off? Like, did you guys ever go to those car that car show? You remember? Sadly, I've been on the cover of Import Tuner magazine 
and it's out there like somewhere on google like my husband found it recently he's like is this you it's like yeah dude i've probably seen it dude i used to be so into that dude like growing up as a, in southern california like yeah. lowered cars dude like yes it's a culture it's a culture i'm gonna look that magazine up uh, are there any parts that haunt you that you were like i wish i didn't do um <laughs> that, they, they, they want to talk bring about up it. That i wish i didn't <laughs> Maybe for tuner? No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I think maybe no, you know, no. Not as far as jobs, no, no. What's your worst audition? Actually, I'm curious about that. Uh, I've I've bombed some auditions. Just not being prepared, not done the homework. It's just the look on the casting director's face, just like, I'm so disappointed in you. And I'm like, I know I didn't do the work. I mean, like, I know when you should not go into a room unless you you're ready. And and I don't mean like being word perfect, but just really knowing how you're gonna angle it. Okay, because here's another thing though, because what you guys have just talked about about creating and making it your own. This stuff wouldn't have flown like, you know, in a casting. If you guys went in and started rapping, they say, like, hey, hey, prepare a song. And you started like rapping in front of like, you know, they, the casting would be like, what, what are you doing? I got, you know, the producers here, you know, the producers might've liked it, but the casting director would have gone apeshit, right? Wouldn't yeah, you? they would have made you redo it. Yeah. Um, and that's a big, no, I actually, you bring up a good point, dude. Like I've talked to a lot of friends about this is like, um, the like um you know not that i was some adventurous guy that was taking crazy risks but there were times when i would go into an audition and i'd be like ah, i'm just gonna like um i know it says accent but i'm just gonna speak in american english and just uh do my thing whatever right like i'm gonna try something different and then you go do the take and then it's always okay good uh thank you lock um it was good um so let's try this one and uh you know let's just you know do what it says which is like have an accent and so now you're back to doing what it says because this fucking person is afraid of like sending this tape to the casting, uh, I mean, to the producer or whatever. So yeah, you're basically back into the box. And now that we're on tape, um, you can just send it in and be like, that's what it is. Like, so you're, yeah, it, it is amazing time because of that. It is. You don't it's an question. amazing time if they're watching them all. Are good they? Point. Yeah, mean, no, yeah it's a good point. No, no, there's no, there's thousands of them now. Yeah, that's I. I see. Here are these casting directors. I watch a lot of their lives, and they're like, "Well, you know, we used to only be able to see 150 actors for this role, but now we can see 700." And I'm like, "Are you seeing 700? <laughs> right, right. Or are you calling in 700, making 700 actors do the work, but in the first 150, you still found what you were looking for, and all the rest of them didn't get seen?" So I'm curious, you know, like. I think that they should still uh, like be required. Or did you turn it off in the first 20 seconds? Even though you asked me to do three takes three different ways, did you watch that? Did you make it to the third take? So at least in the room, you're forced to watch me and you're forced to correct me. Yeah. Good point. However, no, it's a good point. However, yeah. I'm over here, not in LA, and I have the opportunity to self-tape and control it. And I think creatively, I'm having more fun. I just... I think that overall actors are busier because we're making all these self tapes and we're having to edit and upload and produce them and do all this work. So we feel busy as actors, but we're booked. Like, I don't think people are booking as much because there's so I, much more competition. 
yeah you're right um so we should even be grateful like if we get um actually I, i'm gonna change my mindset on that but like just even getting pinned for something means dude they saw you uh, amongst maybe 700 people they saw you and they liked you enough to send you up and fucking you know put you on hold so you're one of maybe whatever it is three or something at that point three four so dude that's a huge accomplishment instead of yeah actually let me ask you a question a lot uh has this casting director for the part you just got pinned for, has she brought you in before for other things? Absolutely, dude. Um, I've been, um, I've actually been pinned on Chicago med like three times. Like this was the, um, so this, like uh, this last one that I really wanted to do. Um, um, yeah, it was like my third pin. And so they're watching. So, um, so I know they're watching me like um, obviously because um, you know, I've been pinned that many times, like, but, but Shazi is right. There's sometimes that I'm, I'm like, dude, I just sent in this one for Law and Order. Like, it was so good. I'm like, this is such a good uh, audition, man. Like, um, I felt so great about it and like, not even a blip. And then I, I'm i like, man, I bet you, and again, this is my brain fucking playing. I'm like, I bet you didn't even watch it. And then I go going down, started going down that rabbit hole. Uh, oh, what's the point then? Blah, blah, blah. But you're right, like, um, the reason I was so happy with it was because I got to be myself creatively a hundred percent, which I would have never gotten to do in the room. We get um, to actually act now. So it's exciting. I mean, I filmed this self tape with actually my acting coach from LA from my twenties lives where I'm at now. And I went to film this audition with him and it was so good that when I got in my car, I just started crying and I was crying because I was so happy and pleased with my work. It didn't matter if I booked it because yeah. I just like, I don't know, I completely went there and it was it was the best audition I'd ever done. And I did get the callback for it. I didn't book the job, but you know, when I see the girl who booked it, she <laughs> made sense. She made sense for that part. You know, it's Twyla Jean. I don't look like Twyla Jean. I had a Southern accent in it. But the audition was so good and that I feel fulfilled, even though I didn't book the job, even though they didn't tell me I did an amazing job. I know I didn't. We know when we've done a good job. We know when we didn't do a good job. And so I guess it just depends on what you're doing it for now. And that's what we said at the top of this is I'm no longer doing it to please someone or please the casting director or, or, you know, even to get on a show at this point, like I would love to and universe hear me. I would love to have that. Thank you. And more. And yes, please. But I'm now doing it to fulfill myself and tell stories and have the opportunity to audition and create and move forward with that part of me that's fulfilled it's for you yeah it's yeah, for I you don't mean, yeah. yeah 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 that's how i feel like uh, everything every audition i do everything i do now i'm just like it's for me um yeah. obviously you have a certain set of responsibilities to the work to the to the show whatever but like but the creative like yeah I, uh yeah so I, I like when you said that is like we have um i've never felt more creative doing auditions now i feel like i'm doing a short film every time in a way like it's collaborative now i can creatively collaborate with the material that you've sent me in this script now and that gives me it's empowering as an actor like now i'm gonna make it how i see it and and present it to you. 
And it's not going to be bad or good. It just is. It's either yeah. going to vibe or it's not. And it doesn't mean if it didn't that it was bad because yeah. I think it was the best work I did. <laughs> you, you um, should coach you all seriousness. Go. You should coach like young actors because I mean that positive positiveness. I can't do that at all. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Yeah, I mean, you you can create a whole business from where you are just on Zoom and just coach actors. I'm sure they need that. I think I think it is the key. Don't lose yourself. I mean that that's it. I mean, you know, I think a lot of actors become codependent on a, on the approval of the casting directors and the producers and their agents and their managers and am I doing enough and do they like me and they didn't give me no screw all is that why you're doing this it's not going to work out for you well yeah. luck brought up a point uh, a couple episodes ago that this is a zero-sum business right someone's got to <laughs> you might disagree with me but someone's got to lose not getting the part someone's going to win someone's going to lose right and that just breeds this this mindset in you, which is kind of toxic sometimes. You know, if you're not in control of it, you know, uh, you know, if you don't have the right mind frame to, I guess, deal with it, uh, it can, you know, create this toxic toxicity in you. That's the name of the game, Tharun. That's this industry. I've been on a set. Listen to this. I was booked as the lead in a Doritos commercial with Enrique Iglesias. He's singing at a concert. He sees me. There's like a halo around me, he grabs my hand. He lifts me up on stage and we eat Doritos. And, um, I got the set. I'm in hair and makeup. When I auditioned for this, I had pigtail I had braids and I was like really young I looked like I was 18 well hair and makeup decides to make me a Victoria's Secret model you know they gave me big big hair they did dark smoky eyes big lips cheekbones like I looked like I should be on a runway well when they take me to set the director's like no who's this and they only had Enrique Iglesias because he was a celebrity. He was there for one hour. He was going to film his scene and leave. He was not there for the day for that commercial. Doritos got him for an hour. And they were like, we don't have time. Put her back in her trailer. And they pulled someone from the extras pile. And they gave her the lead. And I only made my session day. That commercial came on Every single freaking day that I watched TV. I watched this girl who had my part. After I was on set. Wow. And it, but it taught me, you know what? That's this industry. And if you can't hack that, and if I couldn't get over that, then I didn't, I couldn't be in it because things like that can happen and they happen all the time. So I don't know if you can't handle that. That's the name of this game. Yeah. It's a messy I business, dude. It's messy. It's dirty. It's um, like, yeah, you got to. Yeah, you got to find your little fucking little crack in it and try to stay clean. I mean, And you know, another thing is I think actors, again, the codependent thing is like, you'll get on set. You're like, oh, I booked it. I'm fine. I'm not going to speak up. Well, I knew when they were doing my hair and makeup that I was like, hey, I didn't look like this when I did. I should have spoken up for myself and said no you know what let's ask the director but i didn't and now i mean i learned a huge lesson yeah. i do not let that happen anymore i'm like hair and makeup i love you guys you're talented but like just so you know here's a picture of how i look the day they booked me here's my self-tape so let's just confirm with the client yeah no dude that's a no no that's a great lesson um i 
feel empowered now like if i'm ever in that situation because i again um being conservative indian guy i do not speak up like on most things in life and i would have just i would have sat there and suffered in silence that's a desi thing yep that's how we are you know what my parents moved to america we were immigrants we moved to glendora california in 1980 and my mom was just like don't ever argue with the white people yep. <laughs> Yes, yep. say thank you. Yep. And whatever they say, you are, you don't cause it. They know because they know this is their country. They know. And so I never spoke up like in classrooms or to teachers or any authority or anyone who I thought was above me. But dude, we need to break that cycle. I think yeah. we are. No, no, we are. Um it's great to see like uh, I don't you know we can go on and on about this and you probably got to go to but like uh, but just even like um, uh, to see Indians like in the political sphere I mean uh, we have an Indian running for fucking president an Indian female a Punjabi like running for president dude like <laughs> it's uh, and then another, and then uh, and another Indian dude who Tarun's dad loves because he's a billionaire <laughs> that, <Nice>. that Vivek <laughs> yeah I know right anyway but. I think that there's like someone in the Scottish politics that's Indian now or Pakistani. Yeah. I know that the UK, yeah. like yeah, the prime minister's Indian. Yeah, man, like um, we're breaking yeah. out of those old stereotypes, and it's a really exciting time. I mean, not just for Desi people, but you know, when I was on the set of Descendants, the diversity was really awesome. There was Chinese, there was mixed race, there was like just everything, and and they weren't in their stereotypical roles and. <laughs> it was just exciting, man. I was like, wow, here we are. Like we we did it, you know, like we're all here and we it the way that it really is. If you're in California and you're just on the street, I mean, Indian girls aren't dressed up in shalwar kameez and you know, like we look some of us are skater chicks and some are surfer girls and some are, you know, emo emo. What's that thing called when you're emotional? I don't know. Emo, yeah, yeah, emo. Uh no. dude, I, I, um I know an Indian girl who's like into BDSM, you know, type stuff like, uh, you know, like this whole kind of role playing thing. And I'm like, damn, dude, uh, Indians would never be doing that kind of shit. I right? know. Or Indian stripper. I'm like, what? Yeah. Are you, what? OK, do it. OK, go. whatever you do, you, you know, like, you know, what? like, so um, here's what I can, I'm, I'm I'm sort of just kind of taking your energy and like um, what I've kind of, uh, you know, compounded it down to is like um, this is a good a beginning like this is another beginning for us it's actually like another beginning but with all the knowledge and experience and all the heartache and everything that we went through it's it's a beginning and we're able to use all that now though like we're able oh, to yeah. use that huge work and actually, yeah it's, it's actually a huge advantage yeah, yeah. all right i gotta go yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, let, we'll, we'll, we'll let we'll let you go shazia thanks uh for uh for jumping on, I appreciate it. And um, thank you. It's so good to see you both. Let's do something. Let's do Pila Patar. <laughs> we'll get on it. We'll get on it. We'll start writing the script as soon as I log off. No, Tharun, uh, I'm really going to Atlanta. I'm taking this actor's horse camp, and um, I need someone to do my scenes with me horseback. Would you drive <laughs> to Atlanta in, in either next month or June and do it with me? Yes, I will definitely be there. Really? Yes. Or luck, you want to come? Let's do it. <laughs> dude, um, uh, 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 you, you asked him first, dude. You got to go. For it. 
I'm pretty sure I can have more than one person in this. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, I want to hear about Tres that. amigos, but like, you know, whatever. Dean Dost. Before I let you go, uh, I know you're like kind of social media savvy. Do you want us to plug anything on this podcast? Of Oh, I don't even know. I'm not social media savvy. What are you talking about? You just started, yeah, man. You want to plug? Attendance for obvious. I don't know if we can even be associate. I don't know how that works. <laughs> okay, well, find Shazia wherever you want. Find find her her commercial. Oh, <laughs> Shazia dot Pascal dot tx. Where's the 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 print ad you said we're talking about? Fortuner magazine. Yes. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. You want to plug that? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna find that dude I'm gonna find that <laughs> that's gonna be the, the thumbnail oh my gosh it's so embarrassing but you know what it's it's part of Southern California culture and I'm I am a SoCal girl no honestly Shazia um I, I do appreciate you jumping on um yeah thank you and um I, I'm I'm sure you know for both of you guys just a matter of time for you guys uh you know find something that's perfect for you guys and I hope I hope you guys both blow up. That'd be great. You too, uh, Tharun. Please, we're taking you with us. Oh, I've yeah. already achieved my dream, Shazia. I'm living in Florida. I don't know why he always takes himself out of it. Like, he's like fucking dying, dude. Why don't we <laughs> talk about Tharun? What you're putting out there, you're manifesting it. But yeah. uh, but I get it, man. Um, it's just a phase, but um, all right. All right, Shazia. Uh, we'll take care. We'll talk soon. Thanks for uh, watching, guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, or don't. Uh, take care. <laughs> Thank you.